BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hi, is this Marissa? Yes. How are you doing, Marissa? I'm doing good. How are you? Marissa, it says here that um, you're 27 years old from California. It says that you lied to a bunch of people that your mom died. And that, and then you moved away. And then now you have to face the people that you lied to. Um, is this the gag? Marissa, where where did you, Marissa, why did you lie to a bunch of people that your mom died? Let's start there. Okay, so I lied to begin with because I just have a very, I had a very tumultuous, just kind of crazy upbringing and a rough childhood, so to speak, and my mom just wasn't in my life and it gets kind of exhausting having to answer people you know where's your mom what happened why aren't you guys on good terms and um i i i made up the shitty lie that she passed away and i had died to avoid having to answer any more questions about my mom and kind of having to bring up trauma for me over and over again um and you know i told this to everybody that i worked with um my roommate uh everyone and my roommate even knew her we were friends for like over a decade and he firsthand knew her and um i ended up leaving the job a couple years later we moved to southern california and uh i am reconnecting with my mom and the relationship is starting to thrive again um and my partner and i we are kind of moving towards marriage and I brought up the discussion of what's gonna happen if my mom comes to our wedding and Mm. all these people that I'm friends with and I love I want at the wedding also and (laughs) they're gonna come face to face with my life yeah this is, this is a yeah. pretty funny scenario. Um, so tell me what happened to. All right. So you had a kind of shitty relationship with your mom. She wasn't there. So you didn't feel like explaining it to people. So you just told them all she died, um, which is understandable. I'll say that. Um, what happened to make it so that you guys repaired your relationship later on? 
I, I've just done a lot of growing. Um, I've looked into myself a lot and, you know, is it worth hanging on to all this negative feelings towards her? Is it worth kind of living in the past still just by being so angry at her? And, you know, I, I never even knew her uh, aside from, you know, the drug usage and all of that. So I just have been working on myself a lot these last couple of years, especially since we moved to Southern California and trying to seek what's just peace inside of myself. And so I found... Sure my mom and I messaged her on Facebook and I told her that I had basically forgiven her. Um, and I found that in myself, I had forgiven her and I told her, I don't need her to respond to anything. I just want her to know that she's okay with me and I'm okay with her. And if we're not in each other's life, that's fine. I just, I didn't want to die knowing that my mom thinks I hated her. Um, and I, I don't hate her. I just realized she, you know, she has a lot of trauma and she made a lot of shitty decisions and a lot of bad decisions that ultimately affected me and my childhood. And I just, I got over that. I was ready to forgive her. So now she's present and we've been talking to each other for the last seven or eight months now. And things have been really great. And she's changed into a whole nother person. And I really admire her and it, she's, just come a long way since all of the drug usage and all of just the narcissistic abuse and I'm proud of her and so I'm happy to you know tell my partner hey we could potentially have my mom at my wedding or our wedding and I never thought that was possible but holy shit we have a whole nother problem <laughs> everyone thinks she's dead no okay so so um, first of all first of all that's a, that's an amazing story to me. That's pretty wild. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have to get into the details of of what it was like growing up with your mom or any of that stuff. But for you to you know now that you're older, summon the uh, the forgiveness to reach out to your mom and go, we're cool. And then after that, for your mom to reveal herself to you as a whole other person who you enjoy being around. Uh, who you say you admire? I mean, that's that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty wild to me. Uh, and I, and and yeah, it's and, probably and pretty. She lives, she lives on the east coast, so we we won't have a chance to kind of like be in person together. So it makes rekindling the relationship a lot easier. Cause I I don't have to face her, um, but I do feel like shit. Obviously, that I fucking made this huge lie up about no. my mom, and now here she is. I never thought that she would ever be back in my life, and I'm, I'm shitting my pants, kind of. <laughs> no, Marissa, you don't have to shit your pants, and here's why. The tr- Marissa, the truth of this whole thing is is perfectly understandable to people. Like, tell, like, I mean, I, I mean, your your only problem, your only problem is that it's a long ish story. But, dude, if anyone asks. Marissa, t- tell them the truth. They'll understand the truth. Like, here's the truth. Your mom was shitty when you were growing up, and you resented her for a while. And so to you, she pretty much was dead. She was out of your life. And uh, you didn't want to have to explain to people the complexities of the relationship. She wasn't in your life. So you told them that she, she was dead. And that's like, I think most people 
will understand that. You know, you didn't lie for some weird, stupid reason like you wanted to gain sympathy or anything like that. You lied for a understandable reason. And like I said, for, to you, she pretty much was dead. Um, and then right. why is she at your wedding? Well, now you have this amazing story of you summoned the courage to forgive her. She revealed herself to you as changed. Now you are blossoming a new relationship. And I, I think people will find that truth to be kind of beautiful. So I don't, I don't think you need to lie about any of this stuff. I think that the, the truth is, is, is acceptable. So you don't need to be shitting your pants. Your only problem is that it'll take you a little bit to explain, but you, you totally don't need to shit your pants over this. Yeah, I, I guess you're right because I, I mean, I, I loved everybody I worked with and that I did tell this fallacy to, um, but, you know, I don't, not all of them are in my life, just, you know, the ones that matter to me, but it's just so, it's a, it's a lot, I guess, to, to hold, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to my mom because I made up this shitty lie, but, I mean, I guess I could only hope that my friends would understand that, like what you said, I, I, I did it to protect myself. I think they will. I think if they're good friends, they will. I don't think you... And, and I want to reframe your... Um, if I, if we could. I'm not a real therapist, but let's do this. Uh, <laughs> you, you have this idea of this lie as like a shitty thing. Or that like it was somehow immoral of you to do. Um, and is that true? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I have a lot of guilt about this lie I've made. I don't think you should be guilty about this lie. I think you should reframe it. I think you should cut yourself some slack because it's totally understandable why you 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 said this. And so, I look, I don't know, some people could even argue it's not a lie. I mean, maybe. Here's the here's the sort of argument about why it's not a lie is because she was out of your life. She was practically dead to you. She didn't exist. I mean, she was yeah. not literally dead, but she's practically dead to you. She didn't exist in your life. Yeah. Uh, you didn't feel like telling acquaintances the whole long story of, of all this shit that you didn't want to revisit. And so you told them she was dead. Uh, you don't owe these people this long explanation of the the literal truth. And every person who has any amount of you know empathy for you or considers you their friend will be able to understand that. I really do think so. And I don't think you should feel guilty about about uh, telling people earlier that your mom was dead. I think, if anything, I mean, I mean, look, to me, this is a funny story. Um, I know it's, I know, I know it's, I know it like doesn't feel like that because there's, was a lot of pain in there, but it's, it's a little funny to me. Um, because it also ends in a happy and nice way. Now you've had this beautiful relationship with uh, 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 your mom. There's a lot of healing, it sounds. Uh, the fact that you admire her now and that you're forming this new relationship and you're inviting her to your wedding. like Everything is, is like working out in like a cool, positive way. And these feelings of guilt, they, have, I don't, they don't have a place in this story to me. This just feels like a kind of a funny story to me. Okay. Well, Dom, I got a lot of funny stories about my trauma, Lyle. 
Um, <laughs> well, well, oh, man, I really do. I really do want you to not feel guilty about this, and I. I'm not reading the chat, but I think a lot of people listening I, to this I'm, would agree. I think I'm feeling better about it. You're you're communicating it very well, and I appreciate you listening to it. It's you know, like I said, I, I've carried it a lot. You know, it's been years since I I told anybody about this. Uh, you know, I this was back in I don't know 2019, 2018 that I started telling people this and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I just felt like a little bit guilty. It was just a part of my life I didn't want to experience anymore because she wasn't a part of it. Now she's back, and if anyone has to ask any questions, I just tell them the truth, guilt free. Tell yeah, please, t- please, t- please tell them the truth, guilt free. Because the truth, anyone listening to this, any uh, like the truth of this story, you don't have to lie anymore. Like this is the the truth of this story is understandable to anyone who who has any empathy for you. You're right, Lyle. Fucking get forever. Um, I want to ask real quick before we go, What can you tell me where the guilt is like sure. coming from? Like, what's the crux of the guilt? Are you guilty? Like, who do, who do you feel like you're hurting with this lie. You know, you don't uh, owe your you know, work acquaintances the literal truth of anything. Like, who, wh- where do you feel like this guilt is coming from? I mean, maybe my... I I do just feel bad my mom, you know, she might be upset about that, but I don't think that's something that I would ever tell my mom. It, it, I, I kind of even have in a way that I've, I, I've told her kind of blatantly and straight up to... That I, I, I've kind of killed her off, in a sense, but, and yeah. I don't talk about her, and I don't think about her, and, you know, I, it's really just kind of knowing that I lied about something that some people would consider to be really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of it. Just knowing that I, I lied, you know, I'm really big on honesty overall. I'm a little too honest at times, but... Just knowing that that is a lie that occurred and that it's kind of a big one and that's that's kind of it. I think if you're at a point with your mom where you're repairing the relationship, I think... Uh, so your mom doesn't know that you told everyone she was dead? No. She knows that I have killed her off in a way, but she mm-hmm. thinks that that's kind of, you know, between me, myself, and I, not between me myself and my co-workers and my old roommate you know mm-hmm. that's a, that's a lot i'm sure okay I'll, I'll say this i think if uh you don't ha- you know obviously you don't have to do anything but um if you were to tell your mom that you told everyone she was dead i don't think that's a horrible thing because your mom like in this process of rebuilding your relationship when you're telling her the truth mm-hmm. of hey you did all these things and they were fucked up and so i told everyone you were dead and like that and that's the truth like part of the healing process should mm-hmm. be her accepting that truth and i don't again i don't i don't know i don't know a whole lot about your relationship with her or where it is right mm-hmm. now but i i feel like if it's in a good place she should be able to accept that truth. 
Yeah. Well, she's coming to visit my partner and I in about two weeks. So uh, maybe that'll be a good time to tell her. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what kind of what kind of food are we getting at this wedding? Will there be a chocolate fountain? Will there be mac and cheese? I've talked multiple times to my partner about this. I desperately want pizza at my wedding. That's just the kind of bitch that I am. Pizza forever. You feel me? Can, or what kind of is it like? Are you getting it right now that we could have pizza? Yeah, do you tell? Well, what kind of pizza is this? Like from a from a name brand pizza joint, or is this like a catering company's pizza option? Well, I would prefer name brand, uh, if anything. Um, mod Pizza, shout out Mod. What um, kind of a Mod Pizza? I'm Can we get a Mod? We need a Mod Pizza sponsorship for your wedding. <laughs> I don't know how we can get that going, but if anyone Absolutely. listening to this, Absolutely. And you know what? The they connect. should sponsor my wedding because I worked there for like almost four years. So that would be amazing. Marissa, get yourself some goddamn mod pizza at your wedding. Mazel tov on the marriage. And uh, thank you very much for sharing all this with us. Thank you, Lyle. Get forever. I love you, Bubby. Thanks, Marissa. Have a good night. Well, that was fucking fascinating. I, I, I really do feel like that was that that to me is it is a funny story. It's like like I know that the background of it there's like a lot of fucked up feelings, but it's it's I like I don't know, it's a little funny. You told everyone that your mom is dead and then you repaired your relationship and now she's up coming back to your wedding. Like when you tell this like these these things that in the moment of them have these like you know you got guilt and you got uh, uh, shame or whatever else feelings are going on but when you tell that story when you tell the whole of that story in a retrospective and the truth of it it's a good story and it's kind of a beautiful story that they were able to repair their relationship after all this nonsense and she's at the wedding and she's alive it's got a good ending to it so i don't think she should be afraid of it across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello. 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 How are you doing? Um, I'm hanging out. I'm being a gecko on the computer. How are you? You know, just chilling. You know how I be. I actually don't know how you be. I've never talked to you before in my life. Um... I was about to say, but, 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 but tell, please tell I me how you be. I want, and that's why we're on the phone here. <clears throat> I want to know how you be. I'll be pretty good, you know. I'm just chilling, you know. I, I got I got today off work, you know. This great holiday, you know. If you're a cis white male, great holiday. So you know, pretty good. Sure. Okay. Um. Well, Maze, tell me what uh you you wanted to talk about today. So I'm I'm terrified i've always mm-hmm. found humor in people being in defeat um 
And then I was talking to my dad the other day, and he was a little tipsy. Yeah. And he admitted to me that he was in defeat. So naturally, what do you do? You 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 go talk to your siblings and see if. Oh wait, stop right there. Has he ever right mentioned you anything? Say, hold on, hold on, stop right there. You, I thought you said you found humor in people being in defeat, like they've been yeah, defeated. No, 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 like feet, like like toes. Oh, okay, no, no, you're not saying in defeat. You're and, saying into feet. In space to space feet. Period. I think into is one word though. Bro, I went to I went to school in Alabama. My grammar is not great. I'm not good with words or math, but you know, I do I do my best. Okay, I respect that. Um, but yeah, so I, I went and talked to my sister and my sister told me that she finds people's she is aesthetically into people's arches. And I am curious if that means that do you think she is in defeat is in defeat? And if so, do you think that is a hereditary thing? Interesting. So your father drunkenly told you that he is a foot fetish, and then you started mm-hmm. asking your siblings uh, about whether or not they have foot fetishes. Even worse, my father said he is into a bunch of stuff. He, he, he didn't specify, but he said he's into a bunch of different things, and I'm don't really want to know what that means. Okay, I, I would also not want to know what that means if my father told me that. And why... How did you start this conversation with your sister again? I, I feel like I glossed over that. Um, I just asked her if I was in feet. I play a lot of online video games, and my first yeah. question is people, if people can send me feet pics, because that's, that's, that's funny. It gets the other team on their toes. So I just naturally was like, hey, like... Are, are you in are you in defeat and she said well no but i find people's arches aesthetically pleasing okay all right so now you know that about your sister you could have stopped the investigation into your did. family's foot fetish right at your dad but you chose to investigate further into your sister have you ever seen national treasure with nicholas cage I have not seen National Treasure. National. You Treasure haven't seen National National Treasure. No, oh but I, get, I know it's well, about it's basically... finding the Declaration of Independence. I think it is, right? Is that the same? So That's my... the movie. Yes, yes. My okay. search into my family's foot fetish thing is like Nicolas Cage trying to find okay. the Declaration of Independence. This is your National Treasure. Got it. I'm sorry. I this yeah. is this is my this is my familiar fam, family or treasure. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, okay, so I haven't I haven't talked. Mm-hmm. No, no, keep going, please. No, I haven't asked my grandmother yet, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she is. She's she's all over the place, you know, and she's very active sexually. Um, so I maybe maybe my grandmother's my next step to ask her, but yeah. What is it that that? leads you to believe that your grandmother is very active sexually how do you know that um she's just always kind of hopping around from boyfriend to boyfriend trying to get uh like she's been married six times and the grandpa her husband whenever i growing up had a, a a porno dvd that my mother found called daddy or mommy loves poo so ever since then we've always just kind of been prying at her how big her original husband's cock was um, 
So, I mean, it's always just been kind of like a joke, but also it's always been very clear that she does get it. Um, my my dad's mother, we found a pair of edible panties in her uh, garage when we were cleaning it out. You know, I I feel like your this is your this is your uh, uh, the grandmother that had these edible panties. Is that the same one that you say is very sexually active? No, oh God, no, no, no. The other one, the one, the sugar daddy is the one that I believe sexually active. I. Pray to God every day that the grandmother with the edible panties is not sexual, sexually active. I would. Why do you hold on? Well, why do you? I mean, I would. Be, is it why? Why? Why is it such a bad thing that your grandmother is sexually active? Wouldn't you? you your grandmother. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how been, old she is. I don't know what she did with her life. But you know, in her old age, doesn't she deserve to have a good time? Not her. See, if my other grandmother, if she was sexually active. I wouldn't want to know about it, but that wouldn't bother me. I've always been of the appearance. As long as my parents been fucking, I don't care. A lot of my friends growing up would be like, oh, I don't, want to, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. But if it's happening, good for them. But you know what, Therapy Gecko, you're right. I think that's kind of the point of the podcast. If she was sexually active, good for her. Good for her. Wouldn't Don't, don't you want to be sexually active when you're... How, how old is she, 80? Um, she's... I don't really talk to her about 75. Don't you want to be sexually active when you're 75? Don't you want a, a, I know a nice, spry, active body? 75. Oh, she does not have a spry or active body. There's a lot of folds there, a lot of crevices to be explored. Okay. So, uh, I mean, back to the original thing. You, you, you said here that you are investigating your family's... Uh, interest in feet. Foot fetish history, yes, sir. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. you're wondering if it's hereditary. Very terrified it's hereditary. Okay, well, here, I have a few things for that. First of all, um, how old's your sister? Um, 25, around there. Okay, she's 25. It says here you're 23. So if it were hereditary, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I know how, mm-hmm. how hereds work. Um... Mm-hmm. But if it were hereditary, then you would you would be developing it in approximately two years. Ooh, God, I gotta get ready. Uh, do you know at what age your father developed his uh, fetish for feet? No, but he's been with my mom for a long time, so it could be kind of a thing where, you know, over time, I feel like eventually you're going to have to try different stuff out, and maybe he was just into it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm happy you for know, your father I mean, I, that your father is... I understand why you wouldn't want to know about it, but I'm happy for your father that he is... Uh, no, I, mean, I don't uh, have a problem. Him and your mom I mean, are, are continually finding uh, ways to keep things uh, interesting in their relationship. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think it's a thing where nobody wants to know, but my mom did get a boob job uh, two months ago, so that's... Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I guess they are keeping it active. Thank God I don't have any more kids because I don't think this you know this world needs any more people you know but okay um, well, let me let me let me hammer this last thing in about um you with the foot fetish it, it's not here's mm-hmm. why it's you should not be afraid of first of all i don't i don't i don't think that foot fetishes are hereditary but even if they are and even if at the age of 25 you are biologically programmed through your dna that was passed on to you from your family to have a foot fetish even if you are, why is that such a bad thing? 
feet are nasty. I mean, I just... I, well, you I, say I that now, like but in I two am. years, you're going to love them. That's what I'm afraid of, Lyle. That's what I'm terrified why, but of. But if you love them, why why are you afraid of that? You're saying feet are nasty now, but in two years, if what you are saying, what we're hypothesizing here is true, you will love them, <clears throat> then you'll just have another thing that you love. Why? What's the matter with that? So what you're getting at is I don't need to be afraid of it. I need to be excited if that part of myself does develop. I think so. Why? What, what, what exactly is there to be afraid of? I don't know. Maybe you could get a disease from feet, but I'm... You know, I shouldn't be afraid of the disease either. It seems like... You can get... I wonder can, if people get... Many, like, many different parts of the body can carry diseases. Every other part mm-hmm. of a person's body that you may be attracted to will, will have a disease. And to be honest with you, I eat ass, so I sure. don't feel like feet could be any worse than an asshole. I really can't. I don't think so either. And it's and especially mm-hmm. won't be because you're be have... attracted to them. Man, I'm, see, this is why this is such a beautiful thing is because I was terrified of this, and yeah. you have just made it into a beautiful thing. I'm excited to develop a foot fetish. You should be excited to I'm develop a foot fetish. Quite... When you're 25 years old, that's a t- that's a, that's a, it's an interesting time in a person's life because you have had enough time to kind of develop who you are as a human being, and you, I feel like you kind of get to a certain point where you're like, am I done developing as a person? Do I am I done feeling all that? Have I have I felt all the feelings that uh, uh, exist to me to be felt in this universe? And how amazing is it to have the answer to that question be no, and to have a new thing to feel? I think you should be excited. And that's really all the human experience is, is going through and feeling new things and experiencing new things and all sorts of stuff like that. So I feel like I'm really talking to a, a, a different person on the phone than, than when we started. I've really changed. I've, you know, I will say I've always been, I've always wanted, I mean, foot fetishes seem so easy. You look for an actress nude or an actor, I don't know what the listeners are into, and you can't find anything. You cannot find any ball pics, any ass pics, any tip pics. But if you look up, go to By the way, this entire phone call, there has been another person in the room with you who has been just groaning. Yes. Who is that? That's my fiance, yeah. That that is my, my future foot love. Um. She, she will be uh, the one that I'm sucking on the toes of. Let me, let me talk to your fiance really. We're, we're, I, I, let, let me talk to your fiance really quick before we go. I want to get her kind of okay, here she is. up on this. Hey. Uh, hey, what's your name? My name's Kara. How are you doing, Kara? I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, do you have any sort of final thoughts on... Uh, it sounds like you've been in the room for this entire conversation i want to know if you have any any thoughts on it well um i i'm glad that he feels better about this whole put fetish thing at the end of the conversation do how do you feel about the foot fetish thing i mean i guess it would be easy but I guess it would be better than anal. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you say it would be better than anal? <laughs> For so many reasons. 
I mean, okay. just first off, like painful. It's true. We've tried it before. It's painful. It sounds um, really painful. And second off, I just, I don't know. I don't want to anything in my butt. I think that's, that's a reason exit only. Well, uh, what is your name? <laughs> My name is Kara. Kara, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Hor- I am horrible with names. Um, what do you think about before? What do you think about your fiance just as a human being? Um, he's also he's really awesome. He's That's we've sweet. been together for seven years, and he's always been there for me. He's a big That's sweetie. Sweet. That's sweet. I like that. I'm glad that we could make this into a this thing that was a fear of his into something that was nice. And something for you both to look forward to. Me too. Uh, Me too. Karen, you said? Kara. Like Kara. Sarah, okay. but with a C. Thank you for calling, Kara. Of course. Thank you for accepting our phone call. Of course. Love a happy ending. You know, it's the thing he said about his grandma being sexually active it's weird you know the thing with your parents the the thing with sex and your family members is you never want you want your family members to be happy you want your family members to leave to, to lead independent lives you want them to be with people that make them happy and in a in a weird way you do want you want your grandmother to have a fulfilling sex life as as part of you wanting her to have a fulfilling life in general. You just don't want to know about it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello? Hi. Is this Ruth? This is Ruth. What is going on with you, Ruth? Oh, nothing much. Just painting and was watching your stream. Sending Rob all my love. Quite frankly. Um, well, Ruth, what is going on with you? Actually, it says here what's going on with you. Let me just say it. I'm going to say it. Ruth, 22 years old, from Nebraska, says you have an, a, a severe fear of pooping. Yeah. Yeah. I don't real? know if I can, like... No, this is, like, honestly as real as it gets, and I've been to a therapist about it. I've been to a doctor about it. Um, this is kind of like my last ditch effort, but mm-hmm. so uh, a little bit ago I was on, um, I was on a type of birth control that you like put in your arm, which made me get super sick all the time. And I don't know if I can classify this as a phobia. Um, but yeah, no. So I was, I had this, um, it's like the implant that goes inside your arm as birth control, and it just made me sick every single day. And I had it for about like six months, and then I took it out. And then after that, I 
you know, I was still afraid to, like, go to the bathroom. I was still afraid, like, to, you know, poop. I it's, a, it's still, it's so embarrassing to say, but it, yeah, I was afraid to poop. And now, what, we're a year and a half after that, and every time I have to use the restroom, I just freak out like I have a, I start sweating I sometimes start crying I sometimes have to have my fiance like literally hold my hand I don't know what to do about it Inch, all right so I, I want to know off the bat what what uh, your therapist told you you should do about this my therapist told me that I could have had trauma from it because I, I don't know um I don't think it's trauma I think um she, she basically just gave me some, like, coping mechanisms for panic attacks and then just told me to, like, you know, breathe through it, remind yourself that, like, you're okay, like, all of that stuff. And I tried that stuff, you know, it didn't hurt, um, but it just didn't work. And then my doctor told me, or he sub, uh, prescribed some, like, you know, like, Miralax and stuff, and... He told me that maybe that would make, you know, the process easier. But um, after that, I found out it was literally just the act of, like, feeling it. Like, feeling so your like, therapist you told know, you going that, to... Your therapist told you that there might be some trauma there? Well, yeah, because, okay. So, I've been in therapy for a lot of years. I think therapy is healthy for anybody, but... Apparently, like, one person can stub their toe when, like, they're six years old and have the worst trauma from it. And then another person, you know, can stub their toe and, you know, not feel anything. Trauma can happen, like, at weird different places for brains. So okay, wait, so trauma, what is trauma? Because we, that that word comes up. Above. Is trauma, because yeah. I think of trauma as, like, you know, you were taking a shit and your mom came in when you were seven. She, like, beat you up, like... <laughs> Uh, that's what I think when you think of trauma. You're t- but, like, apparently if you just stub your toe, is that trauma? Like, what is trauma? So, do you want, like, I don't know, like a, like a, like a, like a scientific definition, or do you just want, like, oh, a Oh, definitely like a not. I don't, I don't know if I have the, if I will understand a single word of any scientific definition of anything, but, um, okay, so, so, trauma. You might have trauma from pooping. What do you think that trauma is? Like when you were younger, you had a bad experience pooping? Well, okay. To really dive into this, I guess, um, I've always had like, you know, bowel movement issues. As Even from a kid, I like had to go through procedures to get this done. I got it fixed. And then my boyfriend at the time um, of when I got this birth control, um... He was very supportive of it, but he just, like, very supportive of it. Um, And he just didn't make it a good experience for me when I had it in it, like, in me, the um, birth control. So maybe that played a factor. Um, I, I really couldn't tell you or else, like, I wouldn't be on this call, but... Something, something's got to change. Something's got to work. Because every time I got to poop, it's like a whole process of like panic. It takes like what two you... hours to calm myself. Oh, down. it takes two hours. So I mean, dude, how many, how often, how many times a day do you poop? Um, probably like I probably only poop like two to three times a week, which I don't think is healthy. But I'm not sure. Do you do that actively because you don't want to deal with all the? 
you know, panicky shit that you have to go through? Not even that. I just don't have much of an appetite. Hmm. Like in general. All right. So you said so you went to a doctor like, about this. Yeah. What the doctor say? Yeah. No, he just, he said it's a psychological thing. And then he's like, here's some Miralax. You don't learn Miralaxes. It's a laxative, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, softens stools. So maybe, like, the fear was, like, of me, like, having, like, constipation issues. And he's like, maybe mm. it comes out smooth as butter, um, as one, mm-hmm. one might say. Um, <laughs> it would get better. But, um, yeah, that's how I found out. It was just, like, the feeling and the act of doing said thing. Okay, what do you think about this? Exposure therapy. We take you to Taco Bell. We load you up on uh, uh, cheesy bean burritos. And then in one day, you just fucking a whole diarrhea filled day of liquidy poops. Uh And after a certain point, your adrenaline just gives out and you are cured. Has anyone brought this up as an idea? No, I honestly haven't told anybody about it, but you, my fiance. Hmm. So he has about that. Um, I don't. What does he think? I, I would. I would be afraid. I would have a heart attack. My fiance. You'd have a heart. Oh, you. You think you'd have a heart attack if you like had to like diarrhea the entire day? Yeah, I mean, like if like. If diarrhea came out of me for that long of it, like extensive of time, like, and I can't handle like one second of it, I'd be afraid of having like a fucking aneurysm in my brain or something. I don't know if that works like that, but man, I, you know, I can't, uh, I'm having a hard time empathizing because I, I, I don't know if you ever had diarrhea, but having diarrhea, it almost feels a little good because like, there's, no, I, I mean, not, you probably, yeah. you, you probably can't because you, this stuff makes you have a panic attack, but expelling when you have diarrhea in you it feels amazing to expel it from your body yeah and i hear people talk about like oh my gosh i just had like the best poop of my life or like the best shit of my life like who I, are you I, hanging I, out i with? want to like <laughs> well you know like you're really full and you're like you're just you just gotta like get back to the normal go-to okay um... is, is that not normal what does your husband say? You're about to tell, or your fiance? What was it? you were about to tell us? What he, what his way in on this was? He honestly doesn't say much. He just like holds. He's a sweetheart. And he just holds my hand through it, and is just like, "You're gonna be okay." And like, it's like giving birth or something. Like, it's ridiculous, and I'm so now done with it. That's a good husband. That's a good guy. I want somebody uh, to hold my hand through my shits. Honestly. Honestly, it's it's not ideal, but if it were to happen, I am lucky to have him. Um, he hasn't he hasn't came up with any ideas. I think it's just more of like I just gotta like like tough it out. I guess I don't know, but I also just want like something to help me. I don't know. How don't are you with smoke. farts? See, that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. How are you with sharts? You ever sharted yourself? In my sleep once. Okay. What about P what about P? Is P a a, a factor here? No, P's fine. Okay. Love it. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. So the doctor hasn't been able to help. The therapist has has kind of helped. Yeah, like just kind of told me that like you're just gonna need to cope through it. I was telling the screen caller that like, sometimes like I bring like like stim toys if you know what those are like you like little stress balls or like the things that people, uh, you bring like, like a, you need a fidget spinner every time you take a shit. Yeah, honestly, no, it's one of those things. And like that sounds so funny, but like I hate that it's my reality. Mm. Um. But yeah, no, so sometimes I just like distract myself. Sometimes I literally talk to myself like, hey, all you're doing is like you're doing what everyone else in this world has to do and they get through it. You're going to be okay. But to me, it feels like death. Hmm. Have you have you had a, like a panic attack like this in a public restroom? Because that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yes, it is. I avoid public restrooms at all costs. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so the therapist told you to just gave you some. Now the doctor gave you the Miralax. Your therapist gave you some breathing yeah. exercises, and then yeah. But there's no cure, as far as you know. I mean, like you said, exposure therapy, but like there's the Taco Bell idea that's on the table. It is on the table, but what if Taco Bell doesn't make me sick? Because I eat Taco Bell and I kind of like it. It's never made me like. Taco hell, I hear a bunch. Like, I don't, doesn't make you me eat taco. You're afraid you have panic attacks every time you shit and you eat Taco Bell. I do because it's never made dangerous. me sick. Really? I feel like it might be potentially, but to me, it's just like that's a good fake taco. Hmm. Well, what's your name again? Ruth. Ruth, I, uh, if anything, if anything, let this, uh, I, would you call it an illness? Would you call it a... Th what would you call this? A phobia, I think. Let this let this poop phobia be, if anything, if anything, if we could... Because uh, I like to look at things in a positive way. If we could look at this in a positive way, it is maybe the greatest litmus test you could possibly give. Litmus? Litmus test. You know what a litmus test is? I don't. Fuck, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a it's like a test. Uh, let it, let this be a great litmus test to uh, any potential partner that uh, you know he is truly the one for you. If 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 this could mm. be any sort of positive thing, because you now know like, that you know if your if your fiance is um, in the in the bathroom with you holding your hand while you're shitting, he is he's the one, and oh, you absolutely. know that. With with utmost confidence, the marriage is going to work out. So if it, if this can be a positive <laughs> in any way, let it be that. And you're saying like if potentially it does not work out for some reason, and I acquire another boyfriend, if they don't hold my hand when I poop, like that. Uh, if they don't hold your. Oh no! If you, if you go back into the dating market and guys are not willing to sit in the bathroom with you and hold your hand while you poop they're not the one i feel like that's a rare breed of men who would sit there and yeah, you got I mean, one that, that's, I, I yeah and I didn't, yeah i wasn't even looking for that specific quality in a man but yes god is good and jesus is okay too Honestly, ruth anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go it's okay to have poop phobias you're not alone if anyone is watching this, honestly, if I'm the only one that I've heard of, so. I bet someone is.
Send us an email if you, I, already, you, if you have poop phobia. Well, you cut out a bunch just now, but I kind of I kind of got the gist of what you were trying to say. Um, Ruth, thank you very much for calling. Absolutely. Have a good night. You have a good. She cut out at the end. I didn't. I didn't cut out. There's a thing on this fucking podcast where I cut off people um, when they're saying good night. But that was it. That she cut off herself. That was a phone line thing. All right. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 